one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. No football to analyse on the deep dive today, but we've got better than that. We've got Jürgen Kopp's squad, so we're going to take a little look at that and sort of find out, I think, from you and from me who the pillars are that Jürgen's going to build around moving forward. Now, this is one of your topic ideas, Josh. Do you want to explain where the sort of came from? Yeah, well, we're a little bit late with it because it, it kind of popped into my head with Real Madrid, really. Um, because over the course of like the past decade, maybe, Real Madrid have just been consistently competing at the top, with the exception of like maybe one season. Um, but they've went through like different eras, different phases, with some of the same players still there now, f- from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in 2013-14, when Liverpool finished, I think, second in the Premier League with Suarez and that, Madrid won the Champions League that season. And in that team, sure. yeah, in that team you had Danny Carvajal, Benzema, and Modric. And the following year, Cruz joined, and they're still there now. And you've went through like the Casemiro, your, your Ramos's, Marcelo, Ronaldo, Varane, Varane, yeah, um, Bale, Bale's another one in there. And I've just gradually phased them out. I think every time at the, just the right time. Um, maybe Bale stayed a bit too long. But overall, they've got it spot on, I think, with like Ronaldo especially and phasing out Ramos at the right times and stuff. And Liverpool in a position now where like we kind of need to do our own version at this this summer. Klopp's had his first proper team, won everything there is to win. And we're now in a position where everyone looks a bit shattered and uh, we need to go again. But so he's got Can a I caveat with this with do you think the evolution's already started? Yeah, I think we're on our way. I think we're further into it than people realise really, especially if you look at the forward line and the back line. There's been a lot of transition there compared to the, the first team that Klopp built. Um, and I think we'll probably see the the rewards of that, the fruits of that, maybe next season, hopefully. Um, Certainly with the front line probably being the biggest one. I mean, yeah. we're talking Ibu Kanate, aren't we, really? The centre-backs is probably the, f- the first piece of this puzzle yeah. uh, in terms of defenders. Forwards-wise, we've obviously got Jota and... Uh, Nunez. Nunez, Gakpo, Diaz, yeah. um, obviously all an evolution from Bobby Mane and, and and you know at some point down the line Salah as well. So uh, the midfield's the gaping hole, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think the big thing this summer as well is although we've got a few of those new faces in this summer, it's going to be a lot of like getting rid of some of the lads who are still kind of knocking about who you've upgraded on. Even like Firmino has kind of been replaced now by Gakpo. Um, you've got Bassetta Ginelli coming through and, you, and you've still got Naby there and you've still got Ox there and even Milner. So even Matip, like contact expires next season. Um, whether he stays or not remains to be seen, but it feels kind of like a bit of a deadwood situation almost mm-hmm. that we're going to be able to tackle this summer. So I think it's a good kind of 
point for us to kind of take stock and assess what Klopp 2.0 will, will look like, basically. Well, let's let's look at it then. I think obviously first and foremost we're going to show, talk around them as the pillars of the side, I suppose. Mm. And th we might have some disagreements um, actually around who are those pillars that you yeah. build around. Um, well, I haven't seen yours, have I? You haven't seen. I've mine. glanced. Have I glanced. I glanced. I glanced. I won't, I won't yeah. lie. Um, so I know what? there's going to be some disagreements. It's yeah. uh, not I think. Uh, <laughs> okay, I am lying there. Um, I'm going to start. Take them off the board. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think there's no pillars there. <laughs> See you later. So that is where I think there's a problem. Okay. I'm going to remove Virgil Van Dijk, okay. and I'm going to remove Mo Salah. Okay. We haven't got much of a board left, to be fair. No, but you only need four pillars, and I'll give you fucking five, six. Yeah, give me six, yeah, go on. <laughs> go on, keep going. So, Alison Becker's a pillar, yeah, 30, well, 30 years old. I agree with that, yeah. I think goalkeeper's got nowhere, no question marks. Ibu Kanate, 23 years old. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold, 24 years old, I think. Yeah. Andy Robbo, 29. I think he's 28, you know, but he might be 29, yeah. I'll double-check that now. 29, you're right, yeah. Two more seconds of me, Lisa. <laughs> um, <laughs> Louis Diaz, 26. Yeah. yeah. Cody Gappo, 23. Right. And I'm going to throw a big Darwin Nunes shaped all over there in. Yeah. 23. You don't, you don't and, know where I, he's going. and I might even throw Diogo Jota in at 26. Okay. Although I'm not 100% sure whether Jota's a pillar. I'm not either. I don't think he is. Okay, who are yours? So I've got, I've got Alisson, as you say. I've got Canate, Virgil, Robertson, and Trent. And I think straight away people would maybe have not some question marks about that because this season the defence has looked awful. But I, I am of the opinion that the defensive line has looked so bad because of what's happened ahead of them. We've uh, actually illustrated it pretty well on the board. <laughs> There's yeah. been no midfield. Yeah. <laughs> Even the front press, though, has, has been its new faces and things like that. So I think the back line is fine to go again, personally, and maybe win us another Champions League. But everything else around them needs to change. But I think the back five, including the goalkeeper, is, is virtually fine to go again, really, if you've got Canate there and he's fit and available every week. I agree with you with the midfield. I don't think there's anybody. I think there's players there who can fit the next team. Mm -hmm. Potentially, Besetic Elliott is yeah. one for me. Who I do think will form part of some Liverpool team eventually as a central pillar who's playing every week. Like an older guy who we touched on a few weeks back. But right now, I don't think we have any to build around. Fabinho, though, I do want to ask the question. Are you? Because I asked you a couple of months back and you... you I've still, I'll, I'll show you my list here, mate. I've got a question mark over Fabinho. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I, you... I, I, my, my thinking all along was he's not done. 29, 29 years old. 29, yeah. He's not done. But I haven't watched him now for <laughs> two thirds of a season. Mm. I'm not sure, even if he's not done, he's a pillar. Yeah. Like, I think you can get better than Fabinho now. Yeah. And a year ago, I wouldn't have told you that. Yeah. And I do think that. You can you can improve on him, and, yeah, and you should. I've I've thought about this, and I've, the way I've kind of put it to myself is, if I'd have never watched Liverpool ever, and I'd have only watched them this season, and my job was to critically assess them and be a sporting director and upgrade them in the transfer market, however I deem fit, 
I would look at the six and think he's massively upgradable in. And whether he's finished now, I don't know. Whether he's still got it in him, maybe just needs to be, you know, reignite the fire or whatever, or surround him with players you can run. Um, <laughs> and players you can press, maybe he'll look a bit better. But it, to me, it has looked like he's just chasing shadows, mate. It yeah. just looks like he's... To be honest, Casemiro lately has looked a little bit like that because he's playing so much. And Fabinho has played so much over the years that he now looks at... Defensive midfielders who are so good at like reading the play and intercepting the balls and things like that can just suddenly look like they're chasing shadows if they're just a second late. It doesn't really doesn't take much. And I think Fabinho could be there. He's the biggest question mark for me, I think. Mm. Yeah, OK. Well, what about your forwards then? So, up front, I've got uh, Diaz. Yeah, 26. Yeah. I've got Jota. Sorry, no, I haven't got Jota. I haven't got well. Jota. I've got Diaz, I've got Gapo, I've got Nunes. 23. And I've got Mo as my, as as well. my next team, yeah. Jota, I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think is a pillar. I think Jota's just your kind of ever-present man of whatever occasion you need him for, almost, and he can just come in when you need him. But as a central pillar, like a Mane or a Salah or a Firmino, which we, we know form part of the first team, I don't think Jota's that. But the other lads... I do think we can we can build a team around Nunes, especially obviously the price tag captures that. His first season I think has been pretty good despite his his turbulence at times. Um still twenty three and massive prospect can be whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Gakpo, I think he's already playing a lot and I think he seems to be the only kind of attacking player that we've got that can be potentially some kind of take on Firmino. I think all the other lads are just kind of direct goal obsessed. And they don't really see the picture as much. Gakpo can potentially be that. Um, but the big one for me is is Salah. Why have you? Oh, right, because he is absolutely in my next Liverpool side. Mm. But he's not a pillar that I build around anymore. And it's the same for Virgil Van Dijk for me. So for Mo Salah, yeah, he's going to be thirty-one by the time the next season rolls around. Virgil van Dijk's going to be 32 by the time the next season rolls around. Mm. I think when you look at the work that Liverpool have got to do over the next two to three transfer windows, their replacements have to be part of that. Whereas I don't think Canate's replacement is part of the next two to three windows, and I don't think Trent's. You could question Andy Robertson over the next two to three, maybe. But I don't think any of these lads' replacements are getting bought in the next two to three windows, whereas I think you do have to get theirs in. If you've yeah. not already got Salas in the door, by the way. I actually don't think we get Salas anytime soon. I don't think he's in the door either. I always touch on the fact that Salas left-footed. So, he's the only left-footed forward we've got at Liverpool, apart from Elliot, if you if you want to view Elliot like that. Um, so, on this side of the pitch, Jota can do it a bit. But I think Salas the only real natural fit over there. And I know they're, they're kind of getting on. But if you look at the Madrid example that I've used, that we're kind of getting this from. Cruz, I think, is 34. Modric is 37. Mm -hmm. Benzema, 35, maybe. And Carvajal, I think, is about 31, 32, or something like that. So I think if you pick out the right lads who are just ridiculous, they can probably go again for a new era. And I do think Salah and, and Van Dijk are kind of special enough to be, to be able to win another host of trophies, if you know what I mean. Um, but I'm more confident with Salah than Virgil. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's right, isn't it? I mean, look, look using Real Madrid as, as an example again here, yeah. Cruz and Modric replacements are already there. Yeah. And that's that's what I think they've done really well, is that you've got the likes of your Valverdes and your Tuamanes and everyone else is already in the door. And I think that's the important part of, of building a squad for the future. And I think that's where Liverpool have kind of gone wrong, is that it's been one out for one in. And I think a great side has mm. to be, the fella's got to be there learning, the fella's got to be there learning, yeah. and he's then got to step up. You know, and it's not just, right, Mo's gone, who are we going to buy? Yeah. It's, our replacement's ready. Yeah. We've we've integrated you over the course of the last six months, 12 months, whatever it is. And I think that's why the Diaz replacements, you know, injuries aside, was a, was a good way of doing it with Sadio. Yeah. And actually, they were forced into that. It wasn't Liverpool's plan to get him through the door before Sadio left. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was, shit, they're going to buy him. We better bring Diaz in. And I think that's where Liverpool need to get their strategy right, which is why I would say, for me personally, and, and I know you disagree, and that's fine, I would be looking to get a left-sided centre-half in. No, I, I would be looking to get a left-footed forward in. Yeah. And that's why, for me, they're not quite central pillars, although they are going to be big stars in the next side regardless. I'm not saying here we get rid of them. I'm just saying I think you need to, I, I think you need to buy the replacements. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I think I I would go and get like a left-sided center half, and I'd try and make this one left-footed as well. Because uh, we don't have any of them either, yeah. um, and I think you know Matter's probably on his way out. But I, I know what you're saying. I think, but I do think we've we've done it a bit. Like we did it. Can I say you could say is the Matter replacement? He's kind of been in the door a little bit. Absolutely. Diaz for Mane a little bit. Gakpo now is getting six months training as Bobby in a way. It's the midfield we've we've just massively overlooked. Obviously, again, it, it always comes back to the midfield this season, doesn't it? Um, He's just had so much faith in these like lieutenants who've just been there for the whole period of his of his tenure, and he's been really reluctant to upgrade them. And now we've got to go undergo a real overhaul there. 
to the extent that we, we don't have anyone to build around really, which is the opposite of Madrid in a way. Because mm. two of their main pillars, Modric and Cruz, have been in the middle of the park. Um, but up until last season when they beat us in the Champions League final, although they've got Camavinga and, and they've now got many and Dunn, they've got Valverde and players like that, um, Cruz and Modric were still central pillars to their Champions League win last season. And I think the reason Mo and Virgil are still in my team is because I think if we get this summer right, I think we could be in a Champions League final next season. Mm. I don't think this is now a new like clock going right back to the start and rebuilding like Because at the time when he did that, the squad was crap, essentially. Yeah, the squad's really good now. Whereas now, yeah, we are massively underperforming. If you look at the squad in terms of names, we've got a proper good squad. They're just not really performing at all, mainly because the engine room isn't functional at the minute. Well, question for you then, moving it on slightly. I, I had a little bit of a wobble on whether Robertson's a pillar. Did you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, uh, mainly because of his age, I suppose. But if you do look at his performances this season, I think we can agree that Alisson's probably been A, player of the season, and B, his usual standard. But I think if you think about Robertson, I don't actually think he's been that far off what we are used to. If you think of his level defensively and offensively as well, I think he's been most mostly Robertson, apart from a few games, I suppose. But Has he been the best of the defenders? In terms he's definitely of, been the best of the full-backs. Yeah, in terms of being his usual self, I'd probably say he's been the closest, yeah. Uh, I don't think Robertson's shown shown me any kind of suggestion that he's on the decline. Um, whereas Fabinho has, Fabinho, this could now be like more than just a, a dodgy period of form. Now it, can, it could just be, well, this is just where he's going now. This is the, the downward spiral. Robertson, to me, hasn't shown any of that, um, even though he's... One of the oldest in the back line. Mm. What about you? Um, I agree with you. Uh, pretty much everything you've said there, to be honest with you. I think Liverpool have utilised Robertson slightly differently this season and they've not asked him to get forwards quite as much, uh, which is why maybe his, you know, his assists and all that are probably down a little touch, um, apart from the fact that we've been absolutely woeful this season. Turns out he's under Arnold, I didn't have a wobble on. I, I absolutely had him as a pillar if we stick with the 4-3-3 formation. One thing I, d I did sort of say last last week is go on. I've got a question for you actually. If he was, if he was Robertson's age, would you be saying the same thing, based on his performances? That's really mean. <laughs> and the answer is probably. Uh, he might not be a pillar if he was twenty nine. <laughs> and that sounds terrible, but based purely on performances. Based on performances this season. You would think he's on more of a decline than Robertson, wouldn't you? Yeah, Even though he he's would. Like... It's horrible, that, Josh, would you? I'd probably think about it, yeah, uh, at 29. Cause, um, the way he's Yeah, the way he's performed this season, is uh, it does suggest he's maybe losing the fire or something. A bit like Fabinho, in a way. But the fact he's 24 suggests he should still be comfortably able to go at least one more. Yeah. He's got he's got to be part of the next team at the age that he is. My my big thinking on this is, and I, I sort of alluded to this on a podcast last week, is I just wonder whether Klopp moved the needle a little bit too much in terms of the midfield, in terms of we were industrious. Yeah, I agree. We worked really hard and we moved to that Thiago Alcantara. 
Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott. Let's get creative. Everyone wants a creative midfielder. Let's do that. And in doing that, everything's gone. Yeah. Flung back the other way. So I think the really interesting thing is, and we're going to touch on this in the next show actually on Plus, is that like what profile of midfielder does Klopp want? Because maybe two years ago, your Thiago Alcantara and your Harvey Elliott were what Liverpool wanted to dominate the ball. But is that what Liverpool need? And is that what's going to get the best out of a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold? Or do we go back to that? Genie Wijnaldum, Jordan Henderson, Fabinho. The workhorse. The workhorse midfield. Yeah. No, it's an interesting question. And as you say, we're going to touch on it in the next show. But I think if you look at some of the links we've been rumoured to, to be linked with Mount, Bellingham, Matthias Nunes, these are attack-minded players. Um, one question I do have for you again, though. You say Trent is a pillar. Is he a pillar there? He's got to be. Or but... is he a pillar <sighs> there? Because the question keeps popping up. I know. It? and. <sighs> I will talk about Trent in midfield now, and I would never, I, 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 three months ago, six months ago, I would never do it. But, like, he's in the side, and he's in the side at right-back until he's not in the side at right-back. Mm. Until Jürgen Klopp literally forces him into the midfield, then he's not a midfielder. Yeah. And my question is, not, is he there? Or is he there? For me, I... Definitely can't see him as a six because I don't think he's saving up on the ball. I think he's just so like open to risks and trying things and that. If you're doing that as a six and you're giving the ball away, you're going to get done going the other way. I think he needs some form of platform wherever he plays, like De Bruyne, where he can just try relentlessly to create and the rest of the team almost is kind of set up to protect that. Um, and if he's playing as a six, I mean, one of the issues we've touched on with him is that it is his defensive work and his regaining the ball and that. Mm. So if he's playing as a six, he's going to be like a like a Sarri six, who's like a Jorginho who's dictating the play and, and all this. But Jorginho is much safer on the ball and than strength, and Jorginho wins the ball a lot as well. To be yeah, what about what about uh, you know for Trent then? How do you get him? to be that attacking threat again from right back. Well, when we touched on Trent last week, was it last week or week before with the Trent episode, we touched on what he was and and he is, no matter where he plays, he's going to be super creative and he's going to lose the ball a lot. He's going to try things and, and things like that. And if you want to play him as a right back, you have to establish what you initially established for him to do that without the system collapsing. And that is, for me, putting a the dog there who's going to cover him going that way, um, double up on him, double up with him at times, depending on the opponents he's facing, and just basically not get any of the spotlight, not get any of the credits, and just run himself into the ground almost. Because if you was to play De Bruyne as your fullback, you wouldn't play Harvey Elliott there. Mm. You wouldn't play just a creative type there, a Matthias Nunes there, or whoever it might be. You would play someone who can protect this, because this is a risk, this is not really... Yeah. a popular tactical choice to make. And what there's about, a reason for what, that. What about, I mean, one of the things that I always see mentioned, I've never actually spoken to anyone about this, I've seen it online and stuff like that, and, you know, gets mentioned in, in, in threads and stuff, is if you put him here, is he good enough with little time to play in those areas? Or is one of the reasons he's so good is he's got the time and the space out here? Yeah, well, that's another one of the perks of, of this weird tactical 
like innovation, I suppose, that Klopp's kind of fostered almost. Because he's he's we know he's got like a ridiculous passing range in that he can see passes and create and his switches of play are brilliant and things like that. But on top of that, he's got all the time in the world to do it. Um I remember Jose Mourinho was asked when he took to over at Man United, is Wayne Rooney gonna play in midfield? Because Van Aal had touched, I'd played with it a little bit or something. And Mourinho basically said, if you put me in midfield and I am not under pressure, I could play those passes. As if to say, like, anyone with time and space can do it. Trent, I don't really know, but we haven't really seen much. We haven't seen enough of it. He can play in the final third. He looks composed enough in the final third to me to be able to cope in the centre, which which can be a bit jam-packed. And my worry again would just be, not whether he's technical enough to do it in the middle, but whether he's, again, enough of a defensive player to put a foot in in the middle. Because no matter where you play, especially if you play in the middle, though, you do you still have to put a foot in. Mm. There's no way we can play him where he's where he can be a bit of a passenger, unless possibly as a ten. Those players have been like historically carried a little bit, haven't they? But I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting one. But I think you like the way you think overall. He's a pillar like for the for the next team. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that that about wraps it up. I think it's a natural sort of evolution into the next show actually, which is on plus. Uh, if you want to use the code uh, deep, then you get fifty percent off. So it's two pound fifty a month for the first three months. Uh, so sign up as a monthly club captain, five pounds here. Use the code deep, and you'll get the first three months for just two pound fifty per month, which is. 80 pence cheaper than a shit coffee in a shit coffee shop on a high street in England. Um, we're going to be talking about midfielders and, you guessed it, the alternatives to Jude Bellingham. <laughs>